Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 23rd of June. Today I'm joined for the last time this week by Christina Anastasiou, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Christina. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm fine. How are you? Uh, very good, thank you. Very good. Um, now, I'll just uh, I'll just say um, at the moment that obviously uh, there's a lot of comments about the uh, you know the Bank of England uh, putting up the interest rate by 0.5 percent yesterday. Um, there's lots of stuff on that. If you want to find out about what I think about that. Obviously, please read today's um, Watson's Daily. Um, however, today um, we're going to talk about something even more shocking than that. So although everyone's tearing their hair out about um, uh, rate raising interest rate, Bank of England raising interest rate by 0.5%, what is even more shocking um, is, in, is, is that in, in Turkey um, that they've raised the interest rate from 8.5% to 15 percent um so that is a pretty chunky interest rate increase now the reason why this is so shocking is because um uh, uh president erdogan um uh, you know the, the turkish president who recently won you know got re-elected um he normally does the exact opposite um of of everyone else you know all the big bank or central banks in the world who so Normally, when you want to, so the, the conventional wisdom is if you want to cut inflation, you raise interest rates, right? But Erdogan does exactly the opposite. I say Erdogan, I mean, he's got people in place like the central bank governor or the minister of finance or something, but he's the one that picks them and he basically calls the shots. So um, he normally does the exact opposite of what everyone else does. Um, and so the fact that we have just seen that the new uh, governor of Turkey central bank has raised interest rates, um, almost, well, almost doubled them is an absolute shocker because um, with uh, Erdogan previously, um, it would be, have probably been another cut. But what do you think about this? Yeah, I fully agree. This is an extraordinary story. We've been following it for the last two years. I think mm. every big media outlet out there, it's Mr. Erdogan's unorthodox strategy. And uh, where, in fact, he's claiming, he has claimed repeatedly and made several proclamations to its people that it's a conspiracy imposed by the international interest rate, interest rate lobby. Yeah. So if you remember, um, instead of lowering the interest rates and he he decides that to keep on lowering the interest rates and fire any bank that opposes his view and strategy on inflation. Mm. So he went from 2021 uh, to cut the interest from 19% to 8.5. Consequently, mm -hmm. the lira has been devaluating and the price on goods has increased at 150% as of this date. Mm -hmm. Well, in fact, because we know that this is a conventional way and we, of course, always like to see sometimes uh, politicians across the world coming up with new ideas to improve economy and how the world is run financially. It's an experiment that has failed, and so is Turkey's economy. So, Peter, for example, the fact that, sorry, the fact that the central bankers are not allowed to move away from this kind of strict strategy, they had to come up with different strategies. So, 
uh, it's in 2022, a central bank told major exporters, for example, that they had to convert 25% of their foreign earnings into lira. This has, infl uh, this has also been, uh, there has also been an attempt with regards to the lira deposit scheme, promising to compensate citizens by topping up their savings to keep pace with the dollar. Mm. Those deposits were kept in lira. But Peter, remember the interest is not, was uh, just before this week, 8.5% against mm -hmm. those deposits. Mm. So even though they're promoting a risk-free mechanism to its citizens, again, this strategy doesn't seem to go well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, um, you know, there was a lot of speculation um, as to what Erdogan was going to be doing once he won the election, because... Um, it was supposed to be the closest election of his re entire reign. Um, and I think he, he really put all, you know, uh, he really put all his efforts into, into gaining power again, um, to the extent that there was one, like, you know, I think he basically bribed um, everyone, didn't he? Cause he gave like the public sector employees, something like a 40%, that's a four zero a 40% pay rise just before the election. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a, a whole host of other kind of giveaways. And, you know, I was saying on here as well, he, he spent a, a huge amount. Um, so uh, $24 billion this year on just defending its currency, you know, so he's put everything. And then, and so then there was a speculation as to, okay, He's done all the freebies now. What is he actually going to do now? Um, and so this was speculated, but you know it still it still um, came as a, a surprise um, to the market. So I mean, I think the other thing as well is that um, you know it, it's it's a case of oh, I mean how I mean do you think do you think you can believe these figures? I mean that's the that's the other thing I wanted to ask you you know do you think you can believe these figures are they real or is it a bit like with china where a lot of you know the big economic figures are seen by many as being more of a guideline than an absolute thing but what what do you think about that do you think these figures are real i think the the, the figures are real in the extent that they have been inflated artificially by the central bank meaning that these strategies these kind of uh, capital controls that they've imposed because they cannot move towards the conventional uh, strategy of um, increasing the interest rates mm. has created a small boost then and again because for example I'll give an example here is when um, we the central bank bought, bought enough currency to boost Turkey's economies in foreign capital reserves but mm. then in order to secure Mr Erdogan's re-election uh, right before the elections, they had created, um, they were giving out uh, citizens, um, uh, sorry, they started buying lira from the Turkish citizens using those foreign currency reserves. Yeah. So when this, of course, happened, investors made a run for it, selling their yeah. lira, knowing that Mr. Erdogan was most likely to be elected again, and mm. his strategy was not sustainable. And mm. of course, the, the extravagant promises uh, to voters, such as the 45% pay rise in civil servants and the Lira deposit scheme, all this had secured Mr. Erdogan's re-election. And let's not forget on the political aspect that Mr. Erdogan has, from his election back in the beginning of the millennium, 
has uh, removed a lot of the powers, has shifted rather the most of the powers from a from a parliamentary democracy to a presidential uh, democracy, moving a lot of powers to himself. So, so the central bankers answer to him. So I don't believe that. I think the 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 numbers are no, let's say. Uh, wrong or again fake, but I would say yes, they are they are artificially inflated just because of these moves. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, it it is. That, that, I mean, that is interesting. I mean, the other thing as well, I think, to consider here is, you know, this is so a lot of a lot of uh, say conventional observers maybe you know have thought that the uh, appointment of his central bank governor and the um and his sort of finance minister um have been hailed as good by outsiders you know because they i think like the central bank governor i think he used to be at goldman sachs or something and the other one um the you know the finance no, ministers yeah something something yeah something you know kind of uh seem to be as a like you know decent decent sort of background um so everyone was thinking right this is back to that this is back to orthodox um thinking on the economy means that maybe you know the lira there's 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 more of a flip a free float um so that's good as well um and but the the main thing really is how long are they go these two going to get to prove that what they do is right because um Generally speaking, um, when you change interest rates, they tend to take anything, you know, sort of three to six months before they actually filter through to the um, to the real economy. And so if that is the case, are they going to last that long? Because um, one of the previous uh, we are one of the pr many predecessors in in the role of uh I think it was, you know, the finance minister um, was actually, you know, <laughs> sacked after, 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 you know, it was the central bank governor. He was, he was actually sacked after just two months. So, you know, this is the thing. How long are they going to get in? I mean, I would have thought that there's no, there's no, there's no hurry necessarily at the moment. They could, they could be given six months or maybe even a year. And, if they can show results in that period, then then you know they'll probably keep on with it and keep on being orthodox. And the whole kind of Erdogan way of going against the flow will just they'll just fade away, so that it so that it you know people won't people will forget how he went against conventional wisdom. But yeah, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think the uh, well, uh, Mr. Simsek, as the finance minister, Mrs. Erkan, the new uh, governor of the central bank, uh, both appear to be very well educated and well internationally respected uh, professionals in their fields. And I think he ought to listen to them. However, um, the biggest story as well, sorry, the biggest point here is people asking, well, how do the Turkish people uh, allow this to happen? They are now at the brink of poverty. I think it was um, above eleven percent that most. Mm -hmm. Turkey um, uh, under the limit of poverty and let's not remember we're talking about a country of 80 million people mm -hmm. so, um, I think we have to again um, kind of remind people the fact that this kind of shift in powers for Mr Erdogan and his obsession to maintain his agenda and his position has secured the elections 
Now, post-elections, there's not much the Turkish people can do. And with a lack of criticism of mm. steps the government is taking, I don't, I'm not very kind of confident that these two people, even though they appear to be the, you know, the best in their field, will, uh, will be able to and even if they do and they succeed and they convince Mr. Tuan to kind of retain that 15% and increase it up to what some people um, are saying that it will be up to 20%. Mm. Let's not forget that it's not a quick fix to mm. reduce the economy. So these quick fixes and uh, quite uh, easy fixes might again translate to increase of unemployment and yeah. in the real estate market. So Turkey for the next few years, even maybe a decade, will kind in my opinion will still be in a tough position right um i have to say i mean i suppose the only way we will we'll be able to keep on track is if uh you know you come back on the podcast in 10 years right i mean yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we'll see um so i mean we've already we've already been going for two and a half years so who, who, who's, to, who's to know who's to know right so um yeah no fair, absolutely fair enough i mean was there any were there any other points you wanted to bring up about this no, it was the fact that I, well, kind of close to this point, it's uh, uh, the one thing I would say I admire Mr. Erdogan, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I think sometimes the man is kind of extremist and everything, and being Greek Cypriot, I don't have to say anything other than that, but <laughs> I, I admire the way he markets himself and his government, uh, mm. the way he kind of presents himself like the leader of people that he fights for people so if you're an average person and you hear your president announcing that he's going to cut on interest rate at eight five percent you think wow my president like it's saving me so much money but mm. as an average person you don't look at the bigger picture so i think he's mm. doing all these moves this deposit schemes and this selling gold and foreign exchange to turkish people to kind of rebrand himself as the leader of the people and kind of securing his positions for years to come mm. uh, um, in reality i think it's just um it's just kind of using the emotion of the average um voter rather than actually mm. changing the country but that's that's the thing you know i mean actually that's the quite often that that's that's the secret to it all isn't it i mean that's not just in that's not always just in politics either. You yeah. know, you have to under, you have to understand who you're talking to, and if you do, you stand much more chance of actually succeeding um, because you can adapt what you have to what they want, you know, and and what they understand. And clearly, he's very good at that. Now, I mean, um, there was a, a Watson's Daily ambassador. Uh, her name is uh, Elif Bestegul who's been on this um, podcast a few, quite a few times uh, in the past. And I did say to her, because every time I see Erzegan in Turkey, I always think of her because she's very, should we say, not a supporter um, of, uh, of Erzegan. So I was always very interested to hear what she said. And I did, actually, I did say to her, do you, do you want to come on today isn't it? as a, as a, uh, uh, as a, as a guest, and she she declined, saying she had a had a doctor's appointment, unfortunately. But uh, but but there you go. Um, but anyway, Elif, if you're out there, uh, hello, and um, uh, I hope you approved of what we said about about Turkey. So anyway, um, all right. Well, look, thank you very much indeed. Uh, it's been really nice uh, having you on here, Christina, for this week. Likewise. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. No problem. And uh, thank you very much for listeners for listening. Clearly. 
I mean, there's, you know, this has been a this has been a major week. But I mean, actually, I've just been looking at some of the, um, uh, you know, some of the things that have been happening even today, um, and it's it's pretty. I mean, it's, it's 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 a pretty event. It's a pretty eventful day as well, you know. Um, I mean, we've just seen uh, was it Italian oil major Eni buys Neptune Energy for four point nine billion dollars, uh, and there's there, yeah, there's a few other things, and, and there's another thing as well on Coinbase. So, oh, it's it's all going, it's all going on, it's all kicking off, everyone. Um, anyway, um, on that note, uh, I think I should finish. But uh, thank you very much indeed for your for your thoughts and insights, um, and thank you very much for listeners as always for listening. Um, hope you join us again soon. Um, I will be recording another podcast uh, in about an hour's time with with Ralph, uh, who apparently went to Royal Ascot yesterday. I mean, I'm sure he's going to tell me went to Royal Ascot yesterday and he won loads of money, apparently. So um, so so anyway, we'll hear more about that as well. Uh, So anyway, thank you very much indeed. Have a great day, whatever you're up to. And we'll be back again soon. Many thanks. Bye. Bye.